This is Kate Zazowski. And this is Caitlin Reese. And you're listening to Straight Guys. A podcast that's anything but. Only on the Paper House Network. So, so. I, I referenced this. We recorded the, the episode before the intro, and I've already referenced this once, but my big news is that I went to a sex party. Huge news. I was so proud of myself because there were several times during the first hour that I was like, I think I'm going to just leave. I think I'm just going to leave because not, it seemed like pretty much everyone either came with a play partner or already had community and had known other people. And when I first got there, there was someone that I thought was really hot. And I, but they were, I thought they might be in a thruple. And then when the sex happened, I was like, Oh, they are. Because I didn't want to flirt with them because I was like, well, I don't want to, f- I'm very turned off by the other two people that you're with. Uh, but one of them, I was like, oh, I would love to have sex with this person. But, uh, I was like, that's, that's not happening. So, so it didn't, it didn't happen because I wasn't, I felt, and that was the unfortunate thing about a lot of situations that night is that there would be a couple and I would think one of them was like super gross and I don't want to even kiss them. And then the other person I'd be like, you're super hot. And I didn't, I didn't want to say out loud, like if a couple propositioned me like, well, you can watch, Mm -hmm. but I'll only play with this person. Right. So this was really cool. Cause like, I just literally looked up queer sex party and I applied and I had to like write a fucking essay about consent. And like, Mm -hmm. there was a whole huge, I felt like, I felt like it was legitimately vetted Mm -hmm. and um, it was a high price of admission, which I don't think I really got, uh, I think it was overpriced, but at the same time, I want the other people playing to be like, oh, I, I'm not like some, I, I want other people there to be invested in the experience being good. Yeah. And to me, even if it means paying to me, like legitimately having to pay a high amount, not to be classist, but like it means that like you're, this isn't just like, oh, it was this, like I paid $5. Cause it was either yeah. like this or like rent a movie. I don't know. Yeah, like I just, I just want to feel like investment. Yeah. No, that makes sense yeah. to me. Were there rules? Like you can't have phones out. Yes. Mm-hmm. No phones anywhere. Mm-hmm. But when they made the announcement before, like we moved into like sexy times, they were like, just reviewing consent. Don't assume that just because you think someone's body part looks like this kind of body part, like don't assume that that's what it is. They're like, everything is magical and surreal and you need to like, don't make any assumptions about literally anything when you're fucking someone. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool. Cause it was like, so queer, so POC. So I mean like, and that's the whole like mission statement of this place is it's like centered around that. So anyway, I, it was really fun. I, and I actually like legitimately like was hanging out with these two people that I was like, I would just like be legit friends with them. I don't know if they felt the same way, but we were having so much fun, like goofing around and like bullshitting. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to fuck them, but I was just like, Oh, I would like, like, please like let's hang out after this. (laughs) I mean, I don't think they were, I don't think they were looking for that for me either. Like, yeah, but I had this, there's only one really awkward moment that I had. And it was like, 
this it was like towards the end of the night and I was kind of like getting like bummed like oh like I had fun tonight but I did want to like do something and I'm like I haven't even like I've talked to a lot of people but I haven't even like kissed someone and I was feeling kind of bummed because I was like man I wanted to like just try something because like I don't know how I feel about this and if I will do it again so I'm like I I would like to just like have have more of an experience while I'm here there is this couple that sits down and like I the I don't think that the the femme presenting person they weren't putting out a vibe to me but the male presenting person was and then uh they were like asking me all these questions and I was just like yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not a shy person, but like, I really have trouble breaking the first, like the ice on the first thing. And I said, whatever. And then the, and then the person who was like kind of male presenting was like, well, now you just shot yourself in the foot because I would have asked to kiss you. And I was just like, all right, well, I'm not attracted to you. Like I didn't say this, but in my head, I'm like, I wouldn't kiss you. I'd kiss your partner. Like you're, you're, I'm not attracted to you. So like, don't worry about it, bro. And, uh, uh, but like, he was just kind of like dismissive of like that. I was like, I'm like, listen, if I'm not doing this right, oh, well, because he just like first... assumed you'd want to hook up with him. Yeah. And I was just like, no, I also like, don't want to fuck you. Um, right. but then they just like, I think they were hoping that by them starting to hook up in front of me that like, I would somehow be like asked to join or something. Cause they started like doing all this stuff. And I was like, I thought that I was so not into this couple that I just, I was like sitting there on the, on the couch with just them. And I just turned my head away from what they were doing. (laughs) Cause I was like, I'm I'm not into your thing. Like whatever it is, I'm not into it. Do your thing. I will say that I was very impressed at how many times I saw two people sucking on a D at the same time. (gasps) Just like alternating. I don't know. It just looks like two people eating corn on the cob a lot. No, <laughs> that's going to be triggering for anyone listening to this. As a penis, they're going to be like, why the fuck would you say that? <laughs> oh my God. I'm never going to look at corn on the cob the same way. There, there was a bunch of times that I would just see two heads bobbing up and down on something. And I was like, Wow, I don't I I wasn't like in there enough to really like see what the move was, but I was yeah. like it's definitely clear like that that's what is happening, which was uh which is which is kind of cool. Maybe they were two-pronged dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it is so interesting just like I feel like sex parties have such a connotation of I don't know, like being really out there and like being really extreme, but everything you're describing so much there's so much emphasis on consent and it really does put power into people who historically don't have power in sexual situations like queer people and women Mm -hmm. and it's just interesting that in our patriarchal heteronormative society we view it as an extreme thing whereas you know being courted by a gentleman is seen as (laughs) the the normal thing to do whereas that a lot of times, or even just going to a quote, regular party, um, that ends in a hookup. A lot of times the men are the ones who have most of the power in that situation and twist it in sometimes sinister ways. This should become more normalized because I don't know, emphasis on consent, like right before going to an event like that, having to write an essay about consent. I think that's awesome. Yeah. 
no, I felt, I felt really good about the, I'm really glad that this was my first sex party. Yeah. Because it it was empowering. Yeah. I mean, also like I ran a rape crisis center and at the time my very serious partner who identified as a cis woman and a lesbian had very toxic problems in the bedroom where like when we would hook up, they had a very low sex drive. They would just be like, do whatever you want to me. And I'd be like, that's not a turn on. And right. also it's like terrible communication because I, and I, not, I now I don't want to have sex at all because yeah. if you're not, and like that would if you're be not desiring, right? Like I would ask, I would like want to walk the walk. I'm like, I'm talking at work literally all day, every day about fucking consent. And then like my partner that I love when I would try to like actively use language about consent being like, is this okay to do whatever they'd be so pissed that I kept asking questions during sex. So they would just be like, just, just they would end up like yelling at me being like, just do what you want to do. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, Oh God. That's yeah. <laughs> no. But also, so you were talking about that person who assumed you would want to have sex with them. I feel like there's such a fine line because we always say confidence is sexy, but confidence while also being humble, I think is important because mm-hmm. To me, it's very much a turnoff for someone just to assume that everyone is into them. I'm like, slow your roll. Yeah. That's, I'm yeah. not into that. They looked, like so, they looked like someone who has done, they know their way around a drum circle, you know? And I'm like, I'm not touching anything on, on your drum yeah, circle body. Yeah, and like, maybe a lot of people find, find you attractive. That's great. But that doesn't mean everyone's going to want to act on that. Right. Right. And I mean, like, honestly, I don't know what their intention was by that statement. I don't know if they were just picking up on my like new shyness vibes and being like, oh, I'm trying to be helpful to you. But I'm just like, but you were like, well, I think this is good for me and also listeners to know that there are sex parties out there. Because when I think of sex party, I think of it just being like a free for all. No, but I think, you know, the fact that it does have all these boundaries is a really good thing. And there's like plenty, there's like a lot of space to be in and navigate. And like, you can just go to a sex party and chill and talk to people. Like, and it's also like, if something were to go wrong, you have witnesses. I mean, I'm, I'm literally viewing it from like someone who historically um, has felt distrustful of sex with cis men because I've had, not necessarily like assault experiences, but experiences that went past my boundaries that I wasn't comfortable with. Yeah. And um, so I don't know, this just, I just think it's great that there's spaces for people who want to enjoy sex and feel empowered, but have felt that they are not able to do so in the past. There were also, and I don't actually know anyone's gender, but there were seemingly very few cis looking men. And, and if there were a few, they all seem to be partnered and like doing, doing that thing. So like, I never felt like, um, yeah, if anything, I would say there was like more trans and NB folks than cis people in general. Lack Um, of like predatory male gaze. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So we were, we were just in San Francisco on vacation. Yeah. My partner and I, and this was like my version of exhibitionism. <laughs> what? We, uh, in our hotel room, we had like a beautiful view of San Francisco. So we like opened the curtains and just had the gorgeous view of the city and then, you know, hooked up. To me, that's like ideal. That's so <laughs> sweet. Is, but it's like no one can, no one can like really see what's going on, but it's still 
I don't know. We're like over the city kind of. That's so sweet. On the desk a little bit. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Definitely not a sex party, but. (laughs) I like how you're probably on like the 25th floor up and you're Uh like. (laughs) Yeah. Really? We really gave it to that bird. That bird got a view of uh, some serious queer set. (laughs) <laughs> Seriously. These these clouds are not gonna know what hit them. <laughs> <laughs> that cumulonimbus, you're welcome. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh no cameras on. <laughs> what? Just you just talking about that and then being like, <gasps> oh my god. The other day Paige was like, when you sneeze, you literally say achu. <laughs> it's true i do i'm the inspiration of using not you for sneezes in our culture western culture good Um, luck good luck with that claim (laughs) yeah i know seriously i have been thinking about this and i wanted to bring it up um so yesterday i was in a zoom meeting with a group of people and we were just having a conversation and it was in the morning i was kind of tired but someone brought up demi lovato and misgendered them not on purpose uh just I think didn't know Demi's gender and misgendered them. And then the conversation quickly moved on and I didn't say anything. And I just like thought about it and I was like, I wish I had spoken up. I know the conversation moved on quickly, but I just, it just reminded me to like be a better cis ally in situations like that, where people, you know, I, I know these group, this group of people, and I think this would be information they would be happy to know. And even if they didn't, I should still say something. And even a celebrity like Demi Lovato, yeah, it it just made me. Um, I've been thinking about it ever since, and yeah, it was an important reminder for myself. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Also, uh, sometimes I feel like yes, it's an important thing, but also sometimes like social interactions happen so fast. Like at least for me. Right. There's so many things, not even just advocating for something, but I'll just right. like my brain sometimes can just be like it's several. Like the moment has passed. I know, but I, I it's hard. It's I hard sometimes. I, I, I know I could have. So that was just something I wanted to acknowledge as like a reminder. I had a situation this week. I have had two, two things. One, I definitely had a situation this week where, uh, I really, I talked about how, online on my Instagram, this, I had a gentleman over who tried to stealth me and like aggressively tried to raw dog me in my bed. And I threw him out and I literally like had to like grab, like, like I literally just threw my hand down and like covered myself and was like, what are you doing? You don't have a con. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I have condoms. You didn't even like, you just started like trying to fuck me. And they they were like, what I, and then the fact that I was like, Oh, if this is how you have sex with people. I'm like, I don't care about getting a condom now. I don't want you even in, in my house. Get the, get out. Yep. And this is what I mean about like being in a space where you feel empowered. Like these men have felt empowered to do whatever they want their entire life. Right. And, and I knew, he, I knew, it. I knew on the date that he was a bad guy, but I was like, I haven't had sex in probably four months now. And I, or something like that. And I was like, I, I like, I, I also, by the way, I'm, so I am switching to Prozac as I mentioned, 
So when I went from 20 milligrams to 10 milligrams of Lexapro, I've been jerking off this week so hard that I, like, I have such, I have such irritation on my clit. I'm like, I have to stop. I have, but it's like, your drive is back. Yeah. Like, but I feel like I stored all the masturbation sessions I didn't have when I was on 20 milligrams. And now I'm just like, ah, so it's kind of perfect timing that like when the sex party, I realized it was last night. I was like, this is amazing. Cause yeah. I'm like horny as fuck. Um, cause if it was like literally a week earlier, I would have been like that girl on the couch. I would have been like, let's literally just put on the other two and not talk to each other. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, uh, anyway, so where am I going with this? Oh, that, so I, so I knew man. this guy, I knew this guy was a piece of shit, but I was kind of like, I'm already like out and like, I, I got my shit ready. Like I kind of just, I kind of just want to have sex. Like I, it can just be like a quick thing and I'm going to send them home. And then that happened. And, uh, it was, uh, he, Oh, but when I came forward and said what I said, some people kind of gave me advice of like what I sh- either should have or should say to him. And it really fucking makes me angry because I'm like, I come from working with survivors of sexual assault and I'm like technically stealthing me a sexual assault Mm -hmm. and telling me what I should say to the person who abused me is fucked fucking not helpful. And also I didn't fucking ask what you think I should say to the person. What I I saw some weird comments and like, I didn't know your relationships with those people and I didn't understand what they were trying to say or the tone, but it gave me a weird feeling. Yeah. I wasn't happy with someone telling me, telling me like, Oh, by the way, this is what this is. And this is what you should have said to that person. For any listeners out there, if you ever see someone talking about being assaulted in some way, it doesn't really matter how you would have handled the situation or what you think should be said to that perpetrator It's between the victim and their perpetrator. And unless they're asking you to reach out to the person, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Um, just show support. Yeah. Literally. Uh, literally the best way to respond to sexual violence is to ask a survivor what they need. Don't tell them what you think they need ever ever fucking ever to like try to def- like I don't know that it's sexual assault I'm like I'm using the verbiage that I'm using because this is what I'm comfortable being in interpersonally and I don't need you to tell me that I was raped so chill the fuck out Ugh, um, God, I'm so sorry just like on top of and it was really brave of you to share and I was proud of you for sharing it because I do think that's something that's not talked about as much in the mainstream and it's no important for people to know it's important for people of all genders to know whether and you know, whether you have a penis or not. Cause I, I do think, like you said, not a lot of people realize that it is, um, an issue and sexual assault. And in 2019, I was stealth by a partner and I didn't know that it was called stealthing. And I just knew I was really upset about it. And cause it was like, we were, we did a few rounds and it was in, in the middle of it. Like we had been using condoms and then all of a sudden they were back inside of me, like while we were like switching positions and I, they had, they, they came, so they had taken off the condom and I didn't see them grab another one, but they were inside of me all of a sudden. And I go, I I stopped. I go, are are you wearing a condom right now? And they're like, Oh no, but they were already fucking me. Yeah. And I, and I ended up like, I froze and I let it, I was like, I thought to myself, you already went in like the damage is the damage is done. Right. Like in my head. So I was just like, I guess like finish this. And then I needed, I like talked to a couple of friends, uh, the next day and they were like, no, that's really fucked up, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. so, um, 
I reached out to him and I was like, I need you to know that what you did was not consensual and it's not okay and blah, blah, blah. And uh, he was actually very embarrassed and he apologized and he actually went out and got tested and mailed me the results. And we, we've remained on good terms. And uh, in fact, like we hooked up a few more times after that. Um, looking back, I don't think I would continue any kind of play with a partner who does that. But I will say that he did handle it correctly when I was like, just so you know. And it, I almost feel like with these two situations that have happened to me that I was probably the first person who said that you can't do this. Like you can't, like, I don't think they even realize how serious it is. And I understand that like some people don't worry about using protection, but like, you still have to have a conversation to decide that you're both on the same page about having that risk. Yes. You and can't just uh, use someone's body how you want to use it without acknowledging what they want. Right. Yeah. So the sex party was really lovely, like having sex with someone where we're actually saying out loud, can I do this? Do you want this? Mm-hmm. And literally saying yes. Yeah. Like looking into each other's eyes and being like, yes. Yeah. Uh, was just like really nice. <laughs> yeah. Especially after that experience. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've watched, I may destroy you. I'm watching it now. Oh, I did. I may destroy you and promising young woman. I watched them back to back and I'm such a wow. ding dong. Cause I watched promising young woman first and I knew what it was about. And I fucking, that movie is incredible. And then I, I, I started watching, I may destroy you not knowing it was about sexual assault. Oh, wow. And then I immediately was like, I guess I'm in a uh, gonna be in like this mind, like mind frame for a long time. It's so good. And it, it talks about not just mild spoiler alerts here, but there's, um, an instance of sexual assault, but then they also have other instances that are, I would, I would argue are not as talked about as much, including stealthing. They talk about consent and these discussions not even involving sex about locking someone in a room with another person and, and about um, what you disclose to someone and about queer people and just all these things that are so hard to talk about, but so important to talk about. So, and done in a funny way. So I really appreciate it as a a show. I think it's genius, but I also worry that the people who need to, some of the people who need to watch it the most will not watch it. But I also think, it's important for everyone to watch because um, even if you're on the receiving end of stuff, you might not realize the severity of it. Here's the disappointing thing is that the last, the straight man that I was living with that I'm not really cool with anymore. We watched promising young woman together. Here's the thing. When people have shitty politics and, and just like, are not, they're just like not on your level with stuff. And like, like they like to think that they're like one of the good guys. They're not one of the good guys because I watched that movie with a guy who likes to pat himself on the back that he's like, not as bad as other guys, but he has like a ton of fucking problematic views about sex, gender, woman in comedy, like all sorts of stuff that I didn't know until I lived with them. And, uh, we watched that movie together and their takeaways were so fucking dumb. And they were like doing these weird straw man arguments about things that like weren't relevant to the film and like with the takeaway their takeaways were bad and what sucks is that like when you put people with shitty politics who are not enlightened about this stuff and are just like insecure dudes especially yeah. um 
there you can put them in front of like the best fucking art and their takeaways are That's fucking true. bad. I mean, if you've lived, if you've grown up with privilege and you don't have empathy for other people's experiences, then yeah, you're not going to get anything out of seeing other points of view. Right. Which is unfortunate. What you were saying about that guy reminds me, the guy who watched the movie with you and then has shitty views. It's like, not to completely parallel it to this, but it reminds me of how my union, IATSE, is voting this weekend whether to strike. We'll know by tomorrow whether we have authorized a strike. I assume it's going to be a huge overwhelming yes, which is historical. This union has never gone on strike before. But just to see people who I know do not treat their crews well, including people I've had experiences with who did not pay or credit me properly, saying that they publicly stand with IATSE, I'm like, Ugh, it's it's so infuriating because I'm like, I know you are just saying that and you are not putting your actions behind it. And it just goes back to the idea of people never thinking that they're the bad guy. Right. Uh, it's so important to like self-reflect and be like, okay, I'm saying these things, but am I, in my day-to-day, like when I see crew members face-to-face, am I actually standing up for them? Am I fighting for them to have a living wage or am I just dismissing them when they ask me? for um a raise or right you know bring up issues right it's so much more important to do that day to day than to just say these things on social media that ultimately don't really mean anything it's just hollow support at that point yeah no it's it's so it's so frustrating to like just in general when you know that people are not walking the walk on politics like you've mm-hmm. witnessed stuff and then like they they want to come out with their like little little clapback woke speech on the internet. And I'm like, sit the fuck fuck down. You are not a feminist. No, exhausting. I'm so excited for our guests today. They're one of my favorite folks in the New York City comedy scene. They're hilarious. Please check them out if you haven't already. They're also the co-host of the podcast, We're Having Gay Sex. Welcome to the podcast, Kate Sisk. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it'll be fun. Would you mind for the sake of the conversation today, Kate, sharing with our audience, um, what is your sexual orientation and your pronouns? Sure. I am, I'm like a, a bisexual lesbian dyke, uh, any pronouns. And uh, yeah, that's me. That's, Amazing. that's a me. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> are you Chris Pratt? Are you oh the, my gosh. Are you he boy? wishes. Yeah, it's truly. <laughs> make any logical sense. It just felt fun to say. <laughs> no i love it we support everyone here even italians i mean speak for yourself i do not support italians well Um, first conflict of the episode i do have a question how are we going to differentiate between the kates in this episode we've never had two kates on the episode true 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 um i can be fat kate (laughs) oh my god you're not being I'm vetoing that. <laughs> this is a dictatorship now, this podcast, and I'm I'm turning that down. You can call me by my last name. No, no, no. I'm just being silly. I'm sure we'll figure it out. We're all smart yeah. here, right? We can Your voices that. sound very different from one another. I think the listeners will will figure it out. That's true too. That's true. Or their too. heads will explode. <laughs> or i'm just having a an internal crisis and talking to one person that i've now created two identities out of (laughs) that's really queer
I'm in a real mood this morning. Yeah, everyone clearly is. (laughs) That's like the queer version of Fight Club where instead of one person thinking he's two different people, it's one lesbian (laughs) (laughs) another lesbian is two different people. Mm. I don't know. I've never actually seen Fight Club. (laughs) Uh, The first first rule of Dyke Club is you always talk about Dyke Club. Is that you tell everyone you're a dyke? Yeah, <laughs> and your uh, zodiac sign. <laughs> I'm an Aquarius, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about Aquariuses. Is that air? Wa- water. Oh, water. You know what? It might be air, and I just think it is water because it has aqua. Yeah, <laughs> I always make that mistake. And if so it's I- not air, whoever created it is a fucking idiot. Do you mean water? <laughs> yeah (laughs) i think it's air it doesn't matter okay let's get to our first segment okay (laughs) um okay uh (laughs) our first first segment is called queering the news where we take a news story and put a queer spin on it caitlin would you like to start yeah so there's this report that came out from researchers at the university of washington and harvard medical school that were basically like hey doctors when you're writing medical notes when you're seeing patients be a little bit more supportive. And it's funny because I was a medical social worker for years. And so like this article really spoke to me because they doctors are very harsh and how they talk about patients, even in like what's approved, like medical jargon can sound very off-putting because when patients ask for a copy of their medical records, sometimes they read things that the doctor has written about them and they're like, oh, yeah. damn. Uh- um, <laughs> <laughs> some of them are like, it's just shorthand, but like, it looks yeah. bad. And it's funny. Cause I used to write the, in people's medical charts and like consult with doctors all the time. So like, I know that when someone calls you SOB, it means shortness of breath. Not that you're a son of a bitch, <laughs> oh, that's but funny. like people are looking at their charts being like, they told me I'm an SOB. <laughs> and then, uh, like if you write like F U, that means follow up. But people literally thought doctors were being like, fuck to sing fuck you in the middle of their chart which is very funny to me so they're like basically you need to be thinking about the fact that like medical charts can be subpoenaed in like court cases patients ask for them like you need to be like thoughtful about like who's reading this besides just other like medical practitioners who are gonna be like treating you or whatever but some of them were like I don't know why someone needed to say this like they were citing things from the study and the report that like doctors were literally just saying like this person is disheveled they did not tuck in their shirt into their pants like (laughs) just stuff and I'm like well this has no relevance to like anything about their treatment or like they were also saying that sometimes they'll say that a patient is well nourished and they actually don't mean that they're fat they mean that like they're not malnourished right but like people will read that and be like you're saying I'm fucking fatty (laughs) um so yeah I just thought this would be really funny if it was like a gay doctor and they were like this patient does not understand color patterns or their, <laughs> their appropriate pant length <laughs> it's like a burn bug it's like a doctor it can be it can be i used to have my own way of like as a medical social worker of patients who drove me nuts of like finding like the most diplomatic way to be like patient continues to request for a roommate change, even though they cannot cite a reason for the roommate change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how to say annoying in the, in the right, right. It's, the yeah. Just, just hands being quite possible. <laughs> I, so do they have to change like F you now? Cause people think it means fuck you. That to me just seems silly. It's like, 
That is silly. I think that the other stuff, like saying patient is a poor historian, which is actually like a very common thing that they'll say, which just means like the patient doesn't understand a lot about like their own medical history or their own mm. conditions. That's pretty harsh. Poor historian. <laughs> Jeez. But it's funny, like C minus in history. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, a B in math. <laughs> how have you seen my bank account? Like, how do you know that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Of a doctor just being like <laughs> very disheveled, clearly has a neck beard to hide the fact that they have no jawline. Like, <laughs> <laughs> being so loose. Did not understand Shit's Creek references. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, follow someone on Instagram who was posting about. And she was, she was saying it in a very positive light. She was like, I love my doctor. He's very gay. If anyone needs a wreck for a doctor, but she was second setting examples. And she said that when he asked her if she had gotten an STD test, he like said, if, have you gotten your hoe check? Oh my like, God. I was like, I don't know. I don't know about this. <laughs> like part of me. I was, vote no. I yeah, vote two thumbs down on it, that. It's like a lot. And then I went to his profile. Do you both watch the other two? Yeah. Have you seen the episode where he meets the gay men that like take photos together? Yes. That's what he looks like. Like all Oh of my God. <laughs> They're like doing photo shoots, <laughs> but sometimes he's wearing a doctor coat. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, like, oh I could not take this man seriously. I, like, that's bad. You can't do that. You can't, you know, going through the, it's such a serious thing. Like, what would he say about my digestive issues? He'd be like, honey. Honey. I just love, like, sexual history especially is such, like, a touchy thing that people aren't honest with their doctors about because they fear being judged. But that's, like, going too far in the other direction. I know. Have you had your back blown out? (laughs) (laughs) We don't know each other that well. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. I have a joke in my act about this, but I had a female doctor just randomly tell me I have nice boobs. And then like, we were, looking, I was, we, I was like, she was doing like a, my physical and I was doing the back, the back check thing where like you bend over so that they can look at your spine. Oh yeah. And like my gown fell like down a little and she was like, you have nice boobs. And I was like, what? that's bad. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was during the gynecologist when they like feel them. Oh no. If you have a lump, it was just a rent. It was a back check. Yeah. We weren't even t- like, I wasn't there for boobs. Like <laughs> this is, this is a no, no. <laughs> boobs were not on the menu. I could tell that like, I looked at her and she seemed like surprised too. Like, yeah, I also caught it when it came out of my mouth. And was, like, <laughs> What do you think she wrote in her notes? <laughs> Patient has as sweet knockers. SGB surprisingly good boobs. <laughs> I thought they'd be ugly. This <laughs> she gave off ugly tit energy, but then she brought it, honey. This is reminding me of like middle school, how like boys would have like um just like a- terrible acronyms to talk about girls. Like, did you guys ever say HFFA? No, what is no. that? What is hot that? from far away? <laughs> no. It sounds like a HIPAA violation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which you were a victim of. 
<laughs> yeah then she's like text they're like if it's a caddy gay doctor they're like texting all their other like friends as being like yo if you ever get <laughs> caitlin reese listen she's gonna seem gross but get her to take her off her shirt <laughs> it's that thing where it's like is your child talking to doctors online <laughs> <laughs> here's a shorthand <laughs> and then i'm like also though if i if i knew that doctors were going to be super catty in the notes i would like bring it to the physical exam i'd be like wearing my like best hair and best <laughs> outfit being like oh like i'm fucking <laughs> I, I definitely like when i'm going to the doctor especially if it's the gynecologist i think about it as much as if i'm like going to a hookup but it's it's a different it's a different thought process because for a hookup I'm like oh like I want to look good and for the doctor I'm like I want to look good enough that they're not worried about me or disgusted but not enough that they're like oh she got ready for this Dude, can I just I just I need to have sex like when uh I need to have like actual sex with a partner where we get to do it in an ultrasound room because I've had enough ultra pelvic uh ultrasounds where they go into my vagina with the thing and i'm like this feels so good (laughs) (laughs) you talked about this like right after you got it but the fact that you've been thinking about it this long makes me think it's developed into like an actual fetish (laughs) because it felt so amazing i was just like let's fuck like let's just fuck oh my Um, god that's literally the opposite of the experience i had it hurt so bad and I was taking my mom was like she wasn't with me but she knew I was nervous and she was like just take as many deep breaths like as possible so I was like taking deep breaths and it hurt so bad that the tech and the tech had to be like I need you to breathe normally (laughs) my deep breaths were so deep that they were like shaking my fucking organs (laughs) oh my god you were at bw breathes weirdly (laughs) Breathes weirdly, a raggedy ass bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, yeah. No, but it's always like a woman doing it, and it's like the equivalent of like one of my ex girlfriends like fucking me with a dildo, and it's like really hot that there's like the tension of like, well, we're in a medical setting, so we should probably behave, but like we're doing something we shouldn't be doing. That's right up my alley. That's like so my (laughs) case. Like trying to make eye contact with the tech. (laughs) No, I was. I'm like, don't be sexual. Don't be sexual. Even though this feels fucking orgasmic don't be sexual um yeah that's the doctor you want to compliment your boobs <laughs> yeah yeah uh so anyway but no uh, that's definitely that's definitely on my I, I wish not list feel the same way but it's I'm on my wish there. list now i'm like i want i definitely have a thing for like a coach or like a doctor fucking me but a woman mm. mm-hmm but like yeah. it starts out, you know, of course, like normal, like I definitely need to fulfill this cake somehow. And then the lights go out and the door locks and it's like, oh no, what are we going to do? Guess we got to fuck with this ultrasound wand. And then I want to read those medical notes to jerk off to later. <laughs> I mean, okay, I've never gotten an ultrasound. So my, the best thing I can compare it to is a pap smear, which to me is completely unsexual. No, that's awful. Okay, so this is better this just feels like a dildo they're just like (laughs) it's just an image at least for me that's i mean they warned me that they were like for some patients i know i talked about this on the pod already but they're like for some patients this is like very painful like like what kate had experienced or like there was like a lot of talk up and then i was like 
Oh, this is inc- this is incredible. <laughs> you could you could be in there all day long, honey. I don't I don't care. <laughs> I would need like ten minutes minimum foreplay. Can I request that? My my, the weirdest comment I ever got from a doctor well actually I got two of them and one of them was I had been bleeding out of my butt and so she had to put her finger in there to (gasps) see if something was wrong and so she like put her finger out and she pulled out and she just goes nothing exciting (laughs) (laughs) Eric excuse you some people would be very excited to do what you just did (laughs) (laughs) it was exciting me i didn't breathe for two minutes (laughs) it just felt that long probably like a few seconds she was just rearranging furniture while she was in there (laughs) she had one finger and me texting with the other hand (laughs) she forgot she's like oh yeah oh yeah oops i don't know why i'm picturing like et's finger lighting up (laughs) now that's exciting yeah that that is exciting that actually seems like it would be a good doctor tool, having a little ET finger to just like put in people's holes and see if you could see anything wrong. Yeah. Hey, does that turn you on? No. Because <laughs> I'm imagining when I was a kid, there was those glowworm dolls that were very popular. And I don't know why, but my like my brain associated this to like those glowworm dolls being shoved up someone's butt. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't can't know either. My brain works in mysterious ways. Um <laughs> the other one that I got was I I had a a gynecologist do a surgery and afterwards she was like checking her work (laughs) wait what the way you just worded that kate (laughs) i know it sounded like school or something she was like did you mean it sounded sexual like she was (laughs) yeah she gave me a surgery and then she took me for a spin Uh, (laughs) oh no i thought it sounded like a test i was like what is this yeah yeah you're like her you're like her uh trophy patient you're like look look at this look at this one i bagged huh? okay well so that's how i feel because she like checked it out and she was like "Ooh, not too loose and i was like one do you usually make them too loose like and also i thought there was no such thing as two wait sorry if this is a personal question but did you get hymen surgery because that's yeah. what I got. oh my god you're the third person on this podcast to get hymen surgery. Hey! <laughs> There's so many of us out There's there. There's so many of us out there. It's true. That's, but that's so I think I was her prize patient because right after that, she retired. Oh my gosh. She, she was like, like I can't top this. I, yeah, can't. I, think that's, I think that's how she felt. She couldn't top it and she couldn't top it. If you know. Oh! <laughs> But yeah, I literally couldn't even go for my follow-up because she had fucking retired. That's <laughs> I was wild. just like, my pussy was her mic drop. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> you're, definitely on a, you're definitely on a wall in a Cape Cod <laughs> retirement house right now. Were you awake for it? Because I was knocked out. I like had to go to the hospital and get knocked out. No, I, I was like, um, I was on, on a anesthesia, bus. but I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was on a greyhound. Uh, she was just offering. She was like, "Does anyone need their fucking hymens out?" And I was like, "Actually, I could really use that. I think it's about four hours till I'm in Boston." So, <laughs> hey everyone, it's me, PJ from the Face Beats Heels High podcast, a podcast where three women talk about the weekly happenings of the WWE. You know, wrestling? 
So join me and my co-hosts, Christina the Baker Contreras and our Twitch queen, Wild Spice, as we talk all things WWE every Tuesday. We're actors, we drink, we're funny, we're wrestling fans, and we're available on the Paper House Network. Well, I'm going to move us to our next story. Fair, fair, fair. (laughs) So... The story I brought is, uh, so I guess there's this thing called Fat Bear Week, which is in Katmai National Park and Preserve in Alaska. And it's the brown bears are preparing for hibernation. So they gorge themselves on salmon that are running through the river, which helps them gain weight and get ready for a winter of rest. And this is actually very, very popular. Last year, 650,000 people voted online for their favorite fat bear and (laughs) (laughs) this just reminds me of queer culture obviously because of the use of bears but also the queer community is very confusing because in some ways it is very positive but it has very specific body types that are celebrated and if you don't fit into those roles you're kind of ostracized i don't know if it's like better or worse than straight culture because it seems problematic right yeah Here's another fun queer take on the fat beer, fat, fat bear week is that um, <laughs> they actually make themselves butt plugs. Wait, what? What? <laughs> bears, I don't know if this is true for grizzlies, but black bears do it. They like make themselves butt plugs by eating things that they can't really digest. Wait, actual bears, like not gay community bears. Sorry, actual um in the wild rar <laughs> rar. Grr. It's really it's really hard to make it clear that I'm talking about an animal and not a human. <laughs> Everything I say sounds like it could be about a bear. Right, like, right. They eat things they're not supposed to. <laughs> sounds like most gay men I know. Uh... <laughs> yeah, they like they like eat stuff that they can't really digest to plug up their uh colon so they don't have to poop while they're hibernating that's amazing i learned this at a, at a wildlife refuge i think it was like a pine cones and shit i, I don't know pine i was at, i was at a wildlife refuge and they like show they had a little like diagram of a bear and you you know you like you pull up the little wooden um like reveals yes yeah they they, so they had one that was talking about a butt plug and so and for I, I was young enough that I didn't know that that a butt plug was like a sexual thing. So they I was it a just, butt plug at this museum. I think they they didn't say butt plug, but I think they said something like plugs the butt. <laughs> like you know, like, so me and my brother are laughing because that's just like a funny idea to us, and I'm sure my parents were laughing because they're like fucking butt plug in this bear. <laughs> I feel like the wildlife refuge is also the Greyhound bus. (laughs) (laughs) We all have a little bit of Greyhound bus in us. I'm kind of mad that like Winnie the Pooh is kinkier than me. Like, what am I doing? Okay, everyone is kinkier than you, Kate. Like, this is not a it's not a high bar. I should have known. He he walks around with his pants off. Yeah, yeah. It's already already an exhibitionist. He's already an exhibitionist. I can't keep up with that. Not at all. I, I think you're right about in the real life people, queer community though, because like some sometimes it's like, oh, we're already so different from what's expected of us that there's like a lot of freedom there and a lo- lot of lack of judgment. But then other times it's like if you're not like rich, white, and tall, then like you're right. excluded in, in a lot of circles. So I went to this queer sex party last night. It was my first time, and there was only one person 
there. Ooh, <laughs> it was <yeah>. just the cover charge was insane to masturbate alone okay uh <laughs> is there actually a cover charge yeah does it really? pay for the stuff there like is there accoutrement or like there was some somebody just yeah, making bank off of this honestly <laughs> i feel like i feel like i was helping pay someone's <laughs> right did you hear it, Caitlin? Yes, I did. I hear Kate, ha Kate the, from, yeah, now I'm just about to have the issue where I'm like, oh, I guess I do have to differentiate which Kate I'm talking to. Back Kate. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants that joke. <laughs> <laughs> but there was, there was only one person last night who didn't, do didn't seemingly like talk to anyone all night and like really didn't um definitely didn't play but and i was trying to figure it out because like they were black uh they were larger and they were dressed differently I, and i was like well there's people of all different like ethnicities here fucking and having a great time certainly every fucking kind of body type you can imagine but I was like, I think the vibe, I think the reason this person is struggling in this environment, it was actually the way that they were dressed because they looked like they were going to like the movies or something. And everyone else came like dressed like, in their own version of like slutty in some way. And this person just literally looked like they got off a school bus or something. And I was like, and not in a, not in a sexy way, in a way where I'm like, did you forget the school bus in a sexy way? Well, like, well, like you could, you could like wear a like a high. Oh. Yeah. But they just like looked like me and Caitlin are like, are you stupid? <laughs> I'm like, whoa. You can be a sexy school kid. Are you yeah. <laughs> joking? Amber alert. <laughs> Amber alert. <laughs> I'm <so> concerned. <laughs> Cause I was like, I ended up spending some time chatting with them. Cause I was just like, I hated watching this person sitting alone on a couch literally for hours. And I was worried I was going to be that person all night, but yeah. like I, I did okay. And then I was like, I need to go check on this person. But I was like, why am I also not interested in proposing anything to them? And I think, I think I'm just put off by the fact that they just, they look like they're not here for this event. Like right. they're not bringing that energy in any way. I feel like maybe they weren't. Maybe they thought it was like <laughs> some sort of like hobbyist club. <laughs> I thought we were just gonna hold hands and chat, and yet it's been so much more than that. <laughs> did you talk to them? I did. I was just like we ended up like shooting the shit for a little bit, but I mean, like they were not bringing a sexy energy right. to the event. Like they were, yeah. and like even the conversation we were having, I'm like you'd be someone I might like chill with, but like not at a sex party. Like I just felt bad. Cause like literally everyone played, but one, but one person, you know? Yeah. I mean, the stakes are so much higher than a normal party where if you're sitting at like, I don't know, sometimes I want to like take a break from the normal party and go yeah. like eat some snacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hang out with the dog at the party. Like all right. that bullshit I, at a sex party. It's like, Oh yeah. It's, it's like, there's a big spotlight on you if you're not participating. I, yes. What if I was like, I've been to 26 parties now. I've obviously <laughs> been to one, but I would be nervous. Can you walk me through the process? Like, how does it work? Like, is everyone just in one giant ball touching each other? Is it like, <laughs> Like, what is wrong with you? You think we're doing a human knot icebreaker? 
<laughs> okay, everyone grab the genitals of the person next to you. <laughs> I like, is it, like, how do you know that everyone's hooking up except this one person, unless it's a human knot where you're seeing <laughs> Because they, there's this neutral zone that's not, so there was like a downstairs with like beds and like lube and condoms and dental dams. And like, like it's everywhere. Yeah. And then Whoa. there's a second floor that's like the neutral zone where there's like a hot tub where like some people are kind of hooking up and there's a bar. And then there's this other area by a fire where you can just sit and chill. And it's like the neutral zone. It's like, you want to take a break from fucking, you just like want like a moment to yourself. But there was one person that just stayed in that area from the moment they got there oh, to okay. the moment we were leaving. They never changed. They never like everyone like ended up usually naked at some point or whatever. And this person stayed in their clothes and just sat in this one spot like the whole time, like alone. And yeah. um, like, I mean, a lot of people go to these things alone. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say like for listeners out there that are like curious about this, like by all means, go to, go to things by yourself or whatever. But, um, I just think they like, and it's fine. Like a lot of people have shared with me that like their first time is usually just kind of taking it in and you don't participate. And like, you just kind of like want to get a feel for it. And I was fully prepared to not have sex. Um, and I actually thought it might not happen for me also, even though I was talking to a bunch of people, cause, uh, I'm not good at putting out the vibe right off the bat. And so like, but I eventually made it, I made it happen. But, uh, You're like anyone here have an ultrasound wand, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So then like, and at first there was like, so I came late, but like, there was like some figure drawing of people who were naked and like, so there were group activities for you to feel like you had an opportunity to like chit chat with other people around you that weren't just centered like around like nothing like so they gave you a few things to do and then they had these like uh guardian angels throughout the party that like if you felt awkward or you just like wanted to shoot the shit with someone or if you of course had a problem they were there and like i shot the shit with one of them for a while when i was in the sex room because i was like people were just hanging out like talking some people were fucking like it was just chill yeah and um are they like referee of sex i want that job <laughs> over the line Foul. of course you would want to bring rules to the sex party <laughs> there's gotta be some structure right well it sounds like there was kind of with the spaces like on the one hand yeah. I, I do feel kind of bad for for this person like if if they wanted to get involved and on the other hand it's like a great consent story where like you can go to a sex party and like not be like engaged in anything you don't want to be engaged totally mm-hmm. and i mean by all voyeurism right well the thing is they didn't ever go like they weren't down they never, they never went to the sections they never went to the thing so it's like you basically pay it was expensive to get in so i was like this person basically paid to like sit by a fire by themselves the whole night and i didn't really see people like making an effort to talk to them so like i did for a while and i and honestly though like i'm not even necessarily downplaying it it was just like the per- like protector and me wanted to just be like is this yeah. person like like i see one member of our community here like seemingly yeah. not getting any experience here i'm that's like so why right, right yeah right. um but anyway but maybe that's their thing maybe that like that's how they feel like i'm trying i'm not trying to judge it or whatever but like literally everyone's like in lingerie or na- are just truly naked and this is just <laughs> one person just buttoned up like turtlenecky <laughs> jeans like just not not ready for a sex party it was that woman who dresses like steve jobs and has the blood <laughs> <laughs> the blood lady 
lady. The blood lady. I forget her name. But yeah, yeah, she was she was coming to 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 relax after her day in court. <laughs> <laughs> she was literally on trial and just going to sex party every night just to sit by the fire and be like, "Ooh, boy, I'm going to fucking prison." <laughs> <laughs> but you had a good experience oh yeah you'd go back yes there was one person i definitely wanted to fuck and that's who i ended up fucking and now we're already gonna we're gonna fuck again this week so i'm very excited amazing um i was wondering what that's like like are you there to meet people or is it there to be like a a one-off thing like we never see each other again i mean i think it's all of the above this person like wanted to exchange numbers though and i was excited because i was like yes i want to explore and play and i want to learn more about good i've done bad bdsm where i think that my partners had i didn't have any formal like training and i feel like they knew even less than me and so this person like knows a lot about it and so i'm actually most i'm very excited because one they're hot and the sex was really fun but like i also just like i want to i want to learn from someone who knows what the fuck they're doing so that if if i'm going to do this stuff that i'm bringing like a good education to it yeah uh so that i kind of even like know what to look out for when i'm like oh this is a bad partner for this because they don't know how to like negotiate things up top or do good aftercare yeah wow you're learning so much just like a sexy schoolgirl. Yeah. <laughs> gross um no but i'm i'm happy for you because you <laughs> you're you're you seem a lot more positive about it than like after bdsm experiences you've described in the past which i think oh yeah so- how much healthier this was for you so yeah that makes me happy yeah well we like the person I fucked like we talked throughout the throughout the party and I think we were both kind of like waiting for one of us to be like oh are we doing this like um and then finally they in the 11th hour they made the move and it was like it was it was very clear that like we should have just done it two hours earlier because yeah like it was just like immediately like just going insane um but it was fun it was it was really fun is there like a last call at the party where they're like, they're like, all right, last everyone, last dip of the fingers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they play closing time. No. <laughs> Not closing time. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't have to stop fucking, but you can't do it here. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like on the streets of Bushwick, just fucking, just like. <laughs> Like they don't stop fucking. They're just like being escorted out while they're banging like into the streets. The human knot yeah. gets escorted. Let me tell you, nothing. The human knot gets rolled down Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the human knot is just tumbleweeding through New York City of just sex. Yeah, everyone's just fucking. It's picking up people as it goes, just snowballing. <laughs> There's like a dog in there. They're like, hold on, wait. It's <laughs> oh a city God. bike. <laughs> There's a rat. <laughs> now it really is a rat king. is called what the fuck straights where we talk about what straight people are up to caitlin what did you break i have the most insane story there's Great. 
there's a man out there that has made this Twitch channel that's of a hamster called Mr. Gox, G-O-X-X. And it's set up in some kind of way where like it's buying and selling cryptocurrency on behalf of its user. So there's like a two tubes and one is labeled buy, one is labeled sell. And when the hamster goes through one of the tubes, it's like connected to like the exchange, like the stock exchange of crypto, whatever the fuck it's called, like the marketplace for it. And so this guy just like put like a few hundred bucks into this like trading account, hooked up this hamster to like this technology. And it's like streaming live on Twitch where this hamster is just like living its life, but also making financial decisions. And it's like up 20% in the market right now on <laughs> cryptocurrency. And this is really brilliant though. It's fucking brilliant. so much. I it. It's brilliant because people spend so much money on a thing that is luck unless you have illegal information. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, this is just showing you like how stupid this whole fucking system is. And like, the, there's like a, you could watch videos on YouTube of like previous live streams of Mr. Gox oh making God. financial decisions, <laughs> but it's so cute. And then there's like live close-ups of the hamster's face while it's like doing whatever <laughs> it's doing. Uh, it's amazing. I know it's my what the fuck straights, but it's kind of like, uh, of course, it's a straight man who created this system. But, I mean, uh, this hamster is like one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse to me. I'm like, oh, yes, the, the world is ending. Like, this is it. This is a sign. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a what it's a what the I mean, it is a what the fuck race because I'm like, yes. this is insane. But also, I, I, I do appreciate the point that's being made. So you when think this is like art? I mean, I think it's like, I think it's humor combined with like showing you the absurdity of the way that, yeah. that this works because a hamster is doing well in the marketplace yeah. right now. <laughs> well, to be fair, maybe the hamster is gay. <laughs> you know? Wow. I didn't think about that. Yeah. We don't, we don't know how, how Mr. Gox identifies or yeah. if Mr. Gox feels comfortable being called Mr. Gox. No one has. Interviewed. Yeah. Maybe it's more of a mixed Gox. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Gox set. How, how is there not a drag queen called mixed Gox yet? It's not oh, short for uh, Goldman Sachs. Oh, that would be, that would actually be very smart. Yeah. there's Man, more than meets the eye here i hate crypto so much i'm like really upset they were like they were like oh money sucks right money ruins everything what if we made money that actually actively destroyed the environment mm -hmm. <laughs> which is like our biggest crisis right now i just hate it so much part of me because it does seem like such fucking luck i'm like oh i'll just like put money in it and then it'll come out 20 percent <laughs> surely surely right. I, I the wave like a hamster and then the other part of me is like i just can't i just it's so upsetting to me that i like can't participate yeah, yeah i really don't get it because it's like on one end i hear all these people being like oh it's not real like it's not going to exist in a few years because it's yeah. not sustainable and then i just saw a fucking commercial with neil patrick harris yeah. talking about an atm that converts crypto to cash or some yeah. bullshit that I don't understand. And every day Venmo is trying to get me to fucking invest in crypto. Yeah. I'm like, what, what is the truth? I don't know. I don't know. I Didn't China just declared illegal or something. I think so in China. 
Yeah. Which like that's this is what's really amazing about the concept of money. Uh, like I, there's a story I read years ago about, I think it was like in Brazil that like the economy was so fucked up and uh, they were in like such disarray that they like took a bunch of like strategists that are like experts in like, I don't even know, like what you call the field of like, they figured out that they were like, they created a new type of currency that didn't exist and just like got everyone to believe that it was real. And then people mm -hmm. invested it and started using it and they rebuilt the economy like successfully by creating a new currency. And they were like, what is the concept of money? But a concept it's like, we're all just deciding that this thing is real and this is what it means, but like, it's actually nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, including like the current money that we use like right. it's, it's all just like what we decide that it is it's like so uh but it took like people believing in that like this was a real thing for them to use and, and i don't know it was really fascinating to me and, and also like very trippy to really think about because i was like yeah what is it like uh even like they were talking about like you know we all think we have this money in our bank accounts it's like these are just numbers yeah like none of this is like none of this is actually real right um Anyway, uh, it is true. but tomorrow yeah. they could be By like, the... actually, your worth is the amount of sex parties you've been to. That's <laughs> our new currency. And I'm worth like, well... one dollar. <laughs> I'm worth zero dollars, but I did have a doctor tell me my pussy wasn't too loose. So <laughs> there you go. That's the bargaining. That's your bargaining chip. So, Kate, what would you bring for this? Uh, for what the fuck streets? Yeah. So. You may have seen that the CDC announced that pregnant people should definitely get vaccinated. Yeah. And this mm -hmm. received a lot of blowback from, well, I would say both quote white feminists and also TERFs who are mad that they didn't use the word women. Also men like Ben Shapiro was tweeting about it and he was angry. About um, the vax or about the people pregnant? About saying people instead of women, like all these uh, it is just of, be regular and just be anti-vax like it <laughs> well it's like it's almost like they don't want to talk about the vaccines because they're aligned with fox news and this right. idea that you shouldn't get the vaccine even though a lot of these people have gotten the vaccine so it's like yeah. they want to move the conversation onto something else and they're Interesting. like let's attack trans people yeah. um and so they're arguing that you should be saying pregnant women instead of pregnant people which other people are saying, okay, but women are people. This isn't excluding yeah. <laughs> women unless you think women aren't people. Right. So, um, of course, people are arguing that trans people can get pregnant, of course. And I saw this very interesting argument that young girls can get pregnant. And using the oh, word yeah. women, it, it's kind of a patriarchal tool, whereas right. people is inclusive of them as well and also doesn't age them up and sexualize them right. as young girls. So I thought... Wow, you know, that's really interesting. Inclusive language really does benefit the majority of people, basically yeah. everyone who's not in power. The age thing really makes a lot of sense because there is so much about, um, like I heard someone say once that like tamp, there should be like tampon brands like for kids. Mm -hmm. Like that, like, because think of all the, any other product that you're using, like, because you could be like nine and get your period. So like right. think of any other product you're using then it's like, targeted to you like when you're it has interesting colors and and yeah. easy to understand language and like directions built for kids and someone's like like tampon and pad boxes should 
have that sort of thing. So when you're doing it for the first time, when you're like nine or whatever, you're not like, oh yes, Tampax pearl, <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> like nonsensical, like images and the directions are so hard to understand. It should be like, you know, like green and orange and pink and like <laughs> this just is how to just put it. a popsicle in your pussy <laughs> <laughs> the commercials are like playing tennis i'm like i don't do this <laughs> dude want to know the cutest thing this uh, <laughs> this girl i used to babysit she had learned what a period was mm-hmm. and she saw a commercial for a tampon of like an uh, like probably a a woman who was like 30 Mm -hmm. she was like wait why is she using um tampons (laughs) and her mom was like well because she has her period and and the girl just goes wait it happens more than once oh (laughs) i feel for her something that happened and then you're a teenager and then it's like puberty's done and so your period is done I fucking wish it really is like some shit from a horror movie. I'm like, did Ari Aster come up with this? Like what? (laughs) Every month it's fucked up too much. This episode is brought to you by Voodoo Ranger. It's beer. It's hoppy, trend-setting, innovative, served with a little sarcasm, just like Paperhouse Network. Paperhouse Network is hoppy. Uh, yeah. It's like beer for your ears. Get yourself a Voodoo Ranger. Should we move on to what the fuck is? Yeah, I have an I have an ad from Lex. Great. That's so fun. the ad that I have from Lex is the title is Lost Broad Near Cubby. And the ad says, Okay, this is a long shot, but I lost my favorite bra on a stoop near cubby hole on Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me know if you've seen it. I'm down bad. By the way. Uh, I'm such an old person. I uh, down bad is like a new thing that I've been seeing around, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't like the way it reads or sounds. Like I'm never going to say I'm down bad. Does it mean what I think it means? Does I think it mean it's like, like, I want like I'm in a bad way. Yeah, right. Like, but I don't know. There's something about it that I'm just like. It just, uh, I just, I'm, ne- I'm not going to pick up on one of those. But anyway, I just, I love the idea that this person is like. You really think that someone is going to be like the the person who would have found you know anyone who lives in the vicinity of Cubby Hole your bra is like a piece of a candy wrapper in that neighborhood do you know yeah, what I mean it's like, probably still there right like go back it's probably still there I would okay. either that or like it's just immediately thrown out like no one's gonna be like. Yeah. Ooh! first of all there's like three things that are going to happen it's going to get pushed into the trash it's just going to drop off into the trash can someone's going to take it and sniff it in their home or they're, it's they're now wearing it to sniff <laughs> it's like, i hate the sniffing i hate the sniffing anti-sniffing anti-sniffing Sorry, I'm king shaming sniffing, but it needs to be done. Someone has to say it, and it's gonna be me. If you're here's, a sniffer, here's a question, and I'm and I mean this seriously. Obviously, it's my nobody... bra. It's my bra. This is my post. That's <laughs> I'm copying to it now. This is me leaving the I sex party it. last night. I'm sorry. No, I don't believe you were wearing a bra. <laughs> I wasn't. I went out. <laughs> I was not wearing a bra last night. But I did get made fun of by my sex partner at, uh, at the sex party because I wore combat boots and tights under my skirt. And they were like, why did you make this so hard? <laughs> <It's> difficult. <laughs> I feel like 
I would just have the tights around my ankles because I'm not taking the combo. <laughs> I tried doing that and they were like, no, take off these boots. <laughs> I would go no tights and Crocs. Easy. Crocs to a sex party. Easy, easy access. Crocs Listen, I have a friend on the I have a I have a friend on the couch for you. <laughs> I have a friend on the couch for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe that person was just waiting for someone wearing fucking crocs. Yeah, they were maybe really under their clothes were nothing but crocs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, like crocs. Crock shirt that just says whole shirt. Can you imagine if Can I you imagine if I had tiny crock pasties on? <laughs> Which I, I would love like a crocs bra, but you still have those little like yes. that you put yes. in the holes. Like yes, yes. <laughs> Incredible. Oh man. I would love that. I would go to this party if majority of people were wearing that. I'd be like, these are my people. We're like, let's get into a human croc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know how kids have like those race car beds yours is just a giant crock that you sleep in I fucking wish <laughs> you and Paige are like making passionate love in a giant crock if only no literally Paige would rather die I think I would die and go to heaven Paige would just die <laughs> Um, what were we talking about? I don't even remember. Oh, the yeah, bra, I the don't. I, I don't remember. The bra. The bra. Wait, the Kate, bra. you were going to, Kate Sis was going to say something when we were talking about this story, though, originally about losing your bra by the cubby hole. And I was like, no one is keeping this bra around for you. I don't remember. I've never been to cubby hole. I think, like, I'm oh, oh, I know what it was. Is that it feels very Cinderella, like, <laughs> lesbian, slutty Cinderella. <laughs> that would be so sweet. <laughs> Just, like, going around and, and putting the bra on different people's boobs and be like, not a match, not a match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Can you imagine if, if that's how, like, you're trying, yeah, you're trying to find someone by just, like, being like, I know this is weird, but can you put on my bra? <laughs> That's I just really... to lose a bra. Like, what if it's their favorite bra? Well, they said. Oh, that sucks ass. Like, I've had this one bra for so long, and I just can't get rid of it because it's so comfortable. And I like can't. It was a Target bra, and they don't sell that brand anymore. And I truly don't know what to do. Yeah, I'm just like gonna disappear. No, I, I honestly, I know I brought this up to make fun of them, but I've gone through phases of my life. I actually always, I always have one style that I keep buying for a period of time and I'll just get like different colors or replacements of that bra. So I can relate to this because made in form discontinued, like what I wore for pretty much my entire twenties. Worst. And I was like, you motherfuckers, there's nothing else even remotely like this. And it was like a, a coveted bra. Like everyone loved this fucking bra. And it was like one of their best sellers. And they just why? fucking stopped. And I was like, wow, why? like, why? So stupid. I don't know. They have to make it more uncomfortable and add more lace and bows. And I just <laughs> want to die. And I you know that I'm, them. Kate, I'm going to look for a croc bra for your birthday. I want it. Give it to me. <laughs> Oh, funny. I want it so bad and I'll wear it with my Crocs. How could it even be comfortable? There's no conceivable way that it would because be comfortable. If they use Croc technology, which are so comfortable, technology, which are so comfortable on your feet, I just assume 
<laughs> crack like, technology is just foam. It's literally foam. You're like, uh, crack technology. It's like, it's at the dollar store. Grab a, grab a roll. Crocs are so comfortable. Even like haters of Crocs, when they try them, they're like, okay, yeah, this is comfortable. So Look, if they designed a bra. This is my, it would also be this is my house slipper, the strawberry version. There you go. Those are cute. Cute. Look at those. That in a bra would be adorable. <laughs> Imagine that at a sex party. You'd be the bell of the ball. Can you imagine how, how that would, that, if the way, if I was like wearing like a tight shirt with croc technology on my tits, you know how lumpy my boobs would look? <laughs> Someone's into that out there. And then you t it falls off and your doctor's like, wow, those actually look good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on to my what the fuck gaze. Um, so I wanted to talk about Grimes and Elon Musk. We simply oh. have to discuss it. Um, as we know, they are broken up now. And yes. I was trying to figure out how Grimes identifies. It's really a mystery, honestly. The internet's not <laughs> even sure. Because Grimes said that Grimes would like to, would prefer to be gender neutral, but she was like, I'm impartial to pronouns for myself, which is why I'm continuing to use she. Everywhere online, she's still referred to as she. Um, so I'm like, okay. I know you're at least an ally and like possibly in the queer community, but the fact that she continued to date Elon Musk for three years, even though he has tweeted out transphobic things, which she was upset about and did call him out about, but this just brings me to the larger conversation of queer people and allies who continue to date homophobic and transphobic men. Why? I don't get it. It happens a lot. You know, I, I wish that like, this was like some situation where it made sense that like Grimes was just like getting like economic needs met or something, but like Grimes is <laughs> killing it before yeah. Elon. Like... Yeah, with all her beep boop bop <laughs> music. <laughs> it, it, uh, I was just watching, I made a story and a Grimes song came on. I was like, yeah, Grimes is raking in the dough. Like Grimes is in this like cool hip show, even though she's dating fucking Dogecoin man. Speaking of <laughs> NFTs. Yeah. On the one hand, I don't understand dating someone whose values you don't align with, mm -hmm. like in a serious way. Because you could always, you know, sometimes you're in a relationship until you see that first red flag and you're like, ah, I gotta get out of here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like, obviously she like, it was very clear, especially since he was a celebrity, like what he kind of like. Right. He literally um, tweeted pronouns suck like two yeah. years ago. And then she responded and was like, please call me immediately. <laughs> It's like, why would you not just dump him then? Like, what an asshole. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So on the one hand, it's like, if your partner's being like homophobic or racist or transphobic, like, what are you still doing in that relationship? And then on the other hand, I, like, I can see how you could get stuck in something. This is how Kate comes out as dating Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> I could see how you could get stuck in something because, um, you know... <laughs> He's got he a good dick. You a Tesla, and then you're like, "Well, now I have to suck his dick." And <laughs> listen, if Elon, if Elon Musk was gonna take care of me for life, I would drive around a Tesla that said pronouns aren't real. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. <laughs> but that's like where you say like Grimes was fine. That's you what know, I mean. Like I, I'll, I'll do some fucked up stuff for survival, but like. Grimes doesn't need Grimes doesn't need fucked up politics yeah. in, in their life to like get by. Yeah. Cause like in okay, like in real talk, like in domestic violence, like circle right. of like power and control, like 
people people say for all sorts of reasons so like yeah. it's it must there must have been some kind of an emotional uh, like abusive control thing there because it wasn't grimes didn't need to pay their rent by fucking or obviously they're not even renting pay their mortgage or buy another house buy another <laughs> house know, it's, the, a, it's such a level of wealth we like can't even imagine i really like, can't so rent, i'm like right? we all rent <laughs> Like, I, as soon as I said that, I was like, Grimes is not renting anything, but like maybe a plane for the day. Like what? Uh, <laughs> like a mine cart to go hunt for more diamonds. Like, <laughs> will you pay, will you pay my, yeah, my mine cart rental fee? <laughs> Just like renting South Africa for the week. <laughs> I have another idea for a beep boop and I got to go to South Africa. <laughs> That is her music. It's beep boop. <laughs> Actually, if you, I can tell you're not a Grimes fan because the last album is not beep boop, so you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. All of her music sounds the same to me. I do know she was on Janelle Monae's song Pink, and I do love that song, but I have no idea what she contributed to it. I feel like Tessa Thompson. The beeps and the boops. <laughs> the beeps and the boops. <laughs> <laughs> beep boop up beep boop up <laughs> that's grimes wow it's amazing that you're sitting here and grimes is sitting there when you think about it <laughs> i know i mean have you ever seen me and grimes in the same zoom room <laughs> grimes is a judge on that new show that i keep seeing ads for have you seen ads for that show it's like kind of like the mass singer but it, oh. I mean, it's called alter ego it's it's normal people. Okay, I'm not interested in this show because it's not celebrities, <laughs> average people who I don't care about. And they, 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 <laughs> they make an alter ego, um, which is like a computer generated character that you would find in like a video game. An avatar, okay. one might say an avatar. And right. this avatar is what shows up on the stage singing, but it's the real person's voice. And then it's like Grimes um Alanis Morissette and what? I want to say like Nick Lachey or someone like that oh my god <laughs> and then what is like I feel disoriented listening to this. yeah I don't know I saw between Grimes this and the hamster that chooses a thing I'm like am yeah. I awake right now this is the, this is the second <laughs> I feel like I'm man. having a weird dream <laughs> I mean you did also come out of surgery how many hours ago <laughs> yeah not that many <laughs> <laughs> really come on to a podcast where we're going to talk about disorienting stories <laughs> that's the bounds of reality that'll be helpful for me. <laughs> <Same> <laughs> okay caitlin should we move on to our final segment yes yeah, so uh, kate in this segment we do a sex and dating question from a straight person that was submitted to the pod and What's the it? question is um, at what age range are you willing to date in? So this is for us to answer. Okay. Well, I'll say what I have done and what I'm willing to do. Well, one time I made, when I, I moved to New York City in the beginning of 2019, and I had this night at Stonewall where I was making out with someone. And then uh, I did, I knew they looked young, but I didn't know how young they were. And then we were fooling around more and they were like asked if I wanted to go back to their place. And I was like, hold up how old are you though? And, uh, they were 21 and like, I'm in my late thirties and I was like, Oh, I'm very sorry, but no. Yeah, um, and like, I felt so creeped out. Like, so that, 
I mean, like, I don't like when you're drinking and like making out with people, I'm just assuming like we're in a bar, like you're of age, yeah. like whatever, right. but like, right. I'm not like, I feel very uncomfortable with the power dynamic of fucking someone like 15 years or more for me younger, especially it's one thing when you're like getting up into your like thirties, forties, fifties, having a right. big age gap. But when you're having yeah. a big age gap, when you're like, you're, I feel like you're still truly developing as a person. I'm like, not, not, there's nothing sexual about that for me. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So I think that like, it depends on where you are in the age range. Cause I would date someone 15 years younger than me when I'm in my forties, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, well, I always anyway. say it, like, I feel like it's less about age and more about being in the same stage of life. Yes. Be compatible. So yeah, like you're going to have nothing in common with a 21 year old. Whereas maybe someone who's 29 and like more established in their life, right. All their own bills and is out of college might right. be more in common with you. Um, but I, like I had a date yesterday with a woman before the sex party that was, uh, 10 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like she had her shit more together than I do. Um, so well, we're yeah. comedians, so like it's not to be. <laughs> I when I was twenty three, I dated a comedian who was thirty, and yeah, she didn't have her shit together either. Yeah, <laughs> I've also dated. I've dated ten years older, and I would date up to fifteen years. Like I have my setting set up to I think like fifty five. I think is where my current yeah. oldest. Um, that I'm like comfortable doing. I guess like for me, the thing is, is I just don't want to be with anyone where I feel like they could remind me of my mom. (laughs) No, for real. So it's really for me, like this, like age, not necessarily age as much as important as like, if for the older than me, I'm like, you just can't look like a family member in terms of like how you, how you're aging. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Why? Oh, go ahead. Kate. No, no, no. You go ahead. No, you. You're our guest. <laughs> that was very aggressive. I'm aggressive. This is where we learn. I'm learning more about myself. Apparently I'm aggressive. <laughs> I feel like I'm, so I'm not, I'm retired from dating, uh, but. Retired? Does that mean yeah. you're in a relationship or you're just yeah, tired of yeah. everyone? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm fucking done, dude. <laughs> someone say they're retired from relationships they're they're in a or retired from dating to say they're in a relationship i am i'm in i'm in a relationship and i've been that i've been in since college so i haven't really dated in any scenario where it was like appropriate to be dating a different age group i feel like Mm -hmm. if you're in high school (laughs) you gotta date high schoolers and if you're in college you gotta date college people and like after that things open up but i was already partnered by that time however i will say I've got a heavy milf thing. <laughs> so like in theory, like if we're talking hypothetically, uh, I could go very, I, I, I would be into it. <laughs> you could go, I, what do you think is the highest age? You'd be it's hard because it, it's hard because it, I feel like people age so differently. It's kind of like what That's you're saying. True. Like, like Angela Bassett is very different than your average. Yeah. Like, I think, I think when someone, mm, when someone starts to be like so wise that you're like, oh, you're an you're my elder, then like that's like a that's a little bit of like a of a line. So it's about intelligence. Kind Wisdom. of like if you're like a sage, like I'm not like oh my god, like trying to fuck you. So would but you if you're fuck like 
an 65 and you're dumb as hell. <laughs> I feel like 60s, I feel like act, like 70 and up, you start to be like, like in a different, in a different class. But like, I could, I could see somebody in their 60s. Yeah. But I've been, I've been surprised at how quickly the younger than me has like fucking closed the door on it. Like, cause the, cause like I'm, I love Lil Nas X. And I think he's like so talented and I like thought he was so hot. And then I looked up how old he was and I was like, I feel weird. <laughs> yeah. How old like is he? Like, is he 21? I think he's 21 or maybe yeah. 22. Let me look it up. Really but the quick. thing is, he doesn't look 21. I know. Right. And for me, I mean, I do think like. Yeah, he's, he's 22 and I'm 29. And I just like, and obviously like, he's like a powerful person. <laughs> But I was just like, the first time I found that out, I was like, oh, I feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm 26. I found out a friend was dating, um, or not dating. They had their Tinder open to 20 to like older. And I was like, no, they have to at least be able to go into a bar. Like at the yeah. very least for some that reason is, that like, that is a bizarre, I mean, like not being able to go into like adult spaces. That's like, yeah. A bizarre, and he was like, like oh, right. Right. It was yeah. a straight man. He was like, oh, I didn't really think about it. I was like, change it. Ugh. This is gross. <laughs> I like made him change it in front of me. <laughs> but uh, I, so I, when I took that BDSM quiz, um, surprisingly, Caitlin, there was only one thing that was at zero and it was age, age play. Like that for me is just not a turn on at all. And so, yeah, my partner is the same age as me. Like, Again, not shaming. I think if you're in the same stage of life, and like, even though I was 23 dating a 30 year old comedian, I feel like you're a 30 year old comedian. You're basically 23 uh, <laughs> emotionally, and um, I would say I was actually more emotionally mature than that person. But yeah, I I don't think I've ever dated someone younger than me more than a year. I just have no interest, and I think if I was really compatible with someone older than me maybe I'd be open to it, but it's not like a turn on for me. Although I will say with pornography, sometimes I'm into MILFs because they're like 25. <laughs> it's like old MILF and she's like a few years out of college. I'm like, I guess, I guess this is what I'm into. So I'm a GGILF. I'm a great grandmother. I'd like to fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think I think we're good on this. App. I think we're good. Shall we do some plugs? Yes, plug it up, plug it up. Kate, well, sit like us there. What do you got for oh, those fair. plugs? <laughs> I'm never gonna think of the Charmin Bears the same way again. <laughs> they need to be plugged up. I'm tired of hearing about how they dirty are shitting their ass too is. much. They're oh like my itchy God. ass. I'm like, ew, wipe yourself. Listen, it's speaking disgusting. of the speaking of the Charmin bears, last night I wanted to go in the hot tub, but I was like, there's no towels, and I don't want to be wet all night, so I didn't I didn't go in because I'm a nerd. And uh, and they were like, and then I but I asked someone, I was like, are there any towels here? They're like, there's paper towels in the bathroom, and all I could imagine, <laughs> oh. all I could imagine is me like the Charmin bear, but it's like on my titties and like in my armpits and shit just being like Ugh. i'm just a human vulva with little pieces of fucking shit all over me what your brain just jumped your brain just did hopscotch i'm like <laughs> where the fuck are you <laughs> <Caitlin>. <laughs> that's, funny. that's okay. very funny 
Anyway, uh, this is why this is is why you gotta have towels. When I write jokes and I sometimes go on stage and tell them, and the audience is like, What? (laughs) It's because my brain does what you just saw, where it's like, I think something's funny and it's so fucking weird or like doesn't really make sense. They're like, what it just goes on like a journey and i'm like did we just teleport into time like (laughs) well i will say the the walking vulva with (laughs) paper towels all over it still more comprehensible to me than the fucking show that alanis morissette and grimes are on (laughs) alter ego (laughs) on fox Yeah, I don't know. It's confusing. <laughs> so this episode will come out this week, midweek. Oh, okay. Um, well, if it's coming out this week, midweek, you can find me at the Kate Sisk on Instagram and Twitter. Um, on October 10th, I'm doing a half hour at Sour Mouse at 8 p.m. in uh, Manhattan. And uh, you can listen to me on We're Having Gay Sex. Amazing. You can Amazing. follow me on all the socials at the Kate Zazowski. And this Saturday, I will be at the Hollywood Improv on Punchline Punchout at 7.30. So come check that out. That's October 9th nice. at the Hollywood Improv. And this is Caitlin Reese. I'm going to be featuring for Monroe Martin in Indianapolis at Helium Comedy Club. Uh, so if for some reason you live in Indianapolis or near there, please come out because I don't know anyone there and I'm going to be <laughs> very alone. And uh, yeah, I think that's all for me. Otherwise, just follow me at the Caitlin Reese on all the socials. Cool. Thank you awesome. so much for listening. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, five stars only. Write us a <laughs> review. And uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash straight guys. Thank you so much. We Thanks for having guys. me, guys. This was really fun. Yeah, you were great. I'm so glad you're okay. We have a straight guys only on the Paper House Network. Bye.